Backyard Green Films is proud to present this episode of Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Alara and her husband, Rick, travel throughout the land in their travel trailer, which they have nicknamed Bessie, bringing you stories about their travels and the people they meet. They visit farmers, ranchers, and just about anyone who loves putting their hands in the dirt or their feet in stirrups. In those travels, they have gotten to meet some very interesting people. Here's one of those interviews. Welcome back to our podcast. Here's an interview we did with Paul and Darlene Miller last year from Windy Creek Farm in New York. We took a Bowman left on our way to the Horse Progress Days and stopped in Ohio at the annual North American Suffolk Horse Association's annual gathering. There aren't that many Suffolk Punch horses around anymore. It's really a shame because a rich history, smarts, and hardworking traits all in one compact package aren't as common as you would hope anymore. We enjoyed our get-together for many reasons last fall at the North American Suffolk Horse Association's annual gathering, the punchers we might call them. But the thing that truly made it memorable was to meet a group of people who encapsulate those characteristics that we see in the horse itself. They show an appreciation for the history of their breed. They're hardworking, but not showy about it. And they do it all with intelligence, compassion, and grace in one small but mighty organization. We are looking forward to the fall, Ralph, and we plan on meeting up with you, Ken and Val, Paul and Darlene, and the rest of the small but mighty Suffolk punchers at the Ashtabula County Fairgrounds in October. And if you arrange to have us experience that thundering rain again, we'll turn up the microphones. Here's Paul and Darlene Miller from Windy Creek Farms at the Ashtabula County Fairgrounds last fall. Okay, so you two very patient people as we've raced all over the county today, you have waited for us. Would you please introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Paul Miller. Darlene, Ellen. And where are you from? Fredonia, New York. Where is that? That's uh, 50 miles uh, southwest of Buffalo, New York. Okay, so the, the, the cold, deep snow kind of New York. Oh, yeah. That's right, lake effect. <laughs> yeah, people who don't know about the lake effect don't realize how deep that snow can actually get until it's national news, which it does every That's once correct. in a while. So we have, you, we have your gorgeous boy standing here. Tell me who this is. This is uh, Ridgewood, Ridgewood um, Aethling Mari. Aethling meaning son of. So he is, his sire is an import from uh, the UK, uh, owned and bred by um, Jason Rutledge in uh, Virginia. Now, is that an unusual thing to have a Suffolk that's related to animals from the UK? Not at all, because they generated in that part of the world, Suffolk. But recently or no? Uh, recently, over the years, they've had many that they've brought over, imported into the US. Um, Originally, back in the 1800s, they did bring a number of them over. Um, and they had farms throughout the Northeast and all out into the West. Uh, there's even story of them uh, being, the federal government supplied them to the Lakota people on the Pine Ridge in the 1800s. Now, is this supplied as a way to, because I, I believe the Lakotas were the ones that had, no, it's the Nez Perce. That were, they were attempting to get more of a draft horse and less of a fleet uh, war-type horse. Is that a part of that or no? Well, the Nez Perce was more the Appaloosa. 
in the, uh, the Sioux or the Lakota, um, I think the government wanted to make them into farmers and it didn't work. But this animal's perfect for that if you did want that. Yes, and that's what it's been bred strictly for. Uh, it's the only draft horse in the world that was bred strictly for agriculture. It has a shorter cannon bone from the knee down to the top of the fetlock there. So it's, it'll work in the furrow. It'll get right down in. in and it has work. feathered legs? Uh, somewhat, bit. but not in comparison to a Shire or a Belgium or anything like that. The reason being is because of the, the clay loom. They didn't want it to get into the, uh, the feathers of the horse and then you've got scratches and problems and so forth. And these, these animals are ideal for farm work. The Suffolk Punch was primarily designed for agriculture. Um, they wanted a horse that uh, would work in the furrow. Also used for, um, in, the, uh, in the forest of England as well. Uh, your Shires, your Clydesdales and so forth were primary bred for moving commerce, inner city and, and so forth. So they wanted to develop a horse that would work strictly for agriculture. So they came up with the, uh, the Suffolk punch, punch meaning round in Old English. Uh, Suffolk from the, uh, the Suffolk area of England, in the eastern part of, it, of uh, the country itself. And this is a horse that's hundreds of years in the making, correct? It is. I believe it goes back to the 1500s. Or further. And I, it's, as I understand it, this is a great horse for the women to be able to, uh, and, the, and the kids, over time, when they used to stay at home and the men would go to war, this is an animal that can be handled because it's not that monstrous large percherin, correct? Very or, gentle. Easy to put the harness on. You're not throwing it up there so high. They're just gentle giants. Little round, pudgy, gentle giants. Yeah, which worked to their disadvantage in the wars. You, we started yeah. talking about that. A little right bit. during, uh, due to the uh, World War Two, World War One and Two, um, World War One in particular, there was over eight million horses and mules that were uh, were slaughtered uh, due to the war. Um, and then after the war, you had to have some means of feeding the population, so many of them went for that as well. Um, World War II, not as many, but you did see quite a few of them as, as well. Um, once again, uh, with, with the wars itself, but also the advent of the tractor. When the tractor came around, then people didn't need to feed a horse and, and keep a horse around. So they moved to uh, mechanicalization. And on top of that, the small farm, which this, this horse is perfect for a small farm, that's also fading right. And, exactly. and nowadays you see people, when they want to drive, take their horse out for carriage, they're reaching again for maybe the Percheron with more action, more a flare in their movement, where the Suffolk is more flat kneed, a working horse. They're not going to have all that knee action like you're going to see in a lot of the others. Is that just a flashy thing, though? Is it the is it the person that wants to drive the red Corvette? Yeah, it is. It is instead of the sturdy American Chevy. <laughs> yeah, because we met up with this uh, with Val and Ken in yeah. uh, in the Gunnison area, Colorado. They use them as carriage as carriage horses all the time, and they're great because yeah, they work yeah. with crowds, and they're not easy yeah. to just you know to 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 yeah. spook. Yeah. Great representation of the breed. It's not necessarily the primary purpose originally, but they're a great horse yeah, for yeah. that. Right. Great all-purpose. 
Yeah, very gentle. The organization actually has a program where they, you get points or something, yes. I believe. Yes, they do. Yeah. So, so yeah. tell me about that. I can't tell you too much about it, but I do know that you can do outside competitive programs, uh, anything for the youth, and then you get your own little rewards that they give back on that. Yeah. Now, you both are from New York, which is, I'm going to say, 1,200, no, maybe 800 miles away. How far away are you? Oh, no. uh, 102 miles from this location. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Oh, and we're in Buffalo area, aren't yeah. we? Okay, now I'm getting my yep. mental map straight. So yep. it's not so bad for you, even no. though no. it is... Okay. And that's when we heard about this, we said, we got to go. And we we got to bring the horses to support the organization. Um, this is the first time they've done it up here. Uh, Ralph Rice, who's new to the Suffolk, as well as we are, you know, we've only uh, been involved with them in five years, but Ralph is relatively new. He's done a great job of putting this whole program together and bringing people together. My thoughts, and we've discussed this before, is this is something that we hope that We'll pick up and do it uh, in the southeast, the southwest, and other areas of the country, even up into Canada. Yeah, the, the Canadians were coming down, I understand, but that was... Yes, Mr. Lang. Yes, but they, but they closed the border. Right. And so we, can't, we couldn't have their contribution of their, their horses as well to add to all this glorious yeah. horse flesh. Yeah. yeah, Ken Lang is very uh, vital to the Suffolk Punch Association. He's been a longtime breeder. Um, he's imported many Suffolk Punch horses as well. So now that's a problem when you can't have all members to be able to get together regularly, especially with an animal that is this rare. A thousand or so uh, horses in North America, I understand, and maybe 300 in England, right? Somewhere in there? That's what, yeah. Um, more here in, in North America than there are in the UK. Um, you know, you have a much smaller country over there, so they're more apt to get together themselves. They have support from the government themselves, um, where we're, we're pretty much on our own. You know, what we can pull together through the members, the various members in the organization. But it's quite a, quite a large uh, population that's spread out through two continents. That's one thing that um, we just came from Texas, and they, the Texas um, government just recognized the Texas Longhorn as a part of their history, and then a really important part of their history. And it, it's a shame that we don't seem to do that quite so uh, broadly with other things, because our agricultural animals are a critical part of our history, and they're kind of a reflection of, of all of our culture right in many ways and this animal you can't recreate this you really can't no you can't you know there's uh, they created the american quarter horse in this country the morgan in this country and so forth uh rumor has it and i can't say 100 percent but when they developed the american quarter horse they looked to the suffolk punch to give it uh size and strength so we actually have a quarter horse at home that you would think it was a, a Suffolk punch, so it's so well muscled. We got interrupted by the rain there, which is an exciting thing for all of us. Um, but, but you have a little bit of an international expertise, it sounds like to me. And you have, a, you have a bit of a knowledge base about not just this country, but others. So tell me about 
why you decided to raise Suffolk, and did it have anything to do with that international experience? Are you just a, a smart guy? Is that what? <laughs> I like to read. I pay attention. Um, I've been to Europe. You know, I traveled over there a little bit. Came back. Uh, we've always been interested in, in various breeds of horses and so forth. We had quarter horses and paints for many years. Uh, both Darlene and, and our kids showed quarter horse and paint circuit comes to a time in life where riding horses is a little more difficult, so we decided we'd get into uh, driving horses. Oh, really? So we started with fjords, which we still have, Norwegian fjords. Great, great breed of horse. You guys are exciting people. I gotta tell you, I wanna come visit. <laughs> Keep going, I'm sorry. So uh, we looked at other uh, breeds of horses that are out there. We first looked at the Belgian Brabant, beautiful animal and so forth. Uh, because of the CPL, problems that a lot of them are experiencing and most likely most of them do carry it at, at this point from what we understand. We decided to stay away from that. We had an experience, we had a team of Clydesdales uh, back in the early 90s and the mare when she turned eight years old um, started to show signs of CPL. We didn't know what it was at the time. Uh, the vet came out and said well it looks like scratches so you go through the normal protocol of shaving the, the, the feathers off and then using the sulfidine and so forth and so on. Darlene got online and started looking at um, uh, cases around the country of CPL and found that the University of California Davis was just in the, the first stages of uh, testing for it. So we sent blood work in. Sure enough, it came back, CPL. And it had to be heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. It was. it was a beautiful team in Amer, and we did biopsies, sent them to UC Davis. They helped us to try to control it on her, but eventually it just became worse, and we had to put her down. And at that point, I said, why? All that investment, why? And they can't just uh, quite figure out the gene that carries that yet so that we can isolate it with these breeds. They just don't have that under control yet. And even if you can isolate it, if you have a, an extremely reduced population, yes, are you going to be able to get rid of it? That's going to be their issue that they're going to have to yeah. deal with, with those breeds. Um, yeah. They're finding it in the Pertron, Gypsy Vanners, a lot of heavy feathered breeds. That's what they're finding it in. So, but we went with the Suffolk and we cannot find any genetic flaw with this Suffolk breed. Just all around great breed. And they were, they're needing more Suffolk out here. So here we are. So, and you have a you have a young stallion here that you brought yes, out for us, and we he is a, a, gorgeous. A son of Ike Sovereign, who was imported from the UK, and we're very proud to have him. So, so is this one that you have, or do you have multiples? <laughs> we've had multiples, and we've sold them across from state to state, and we have some poles now on the ground that are also for sale, and a few mares for sale. Um, but then we also have a barn full of, of course, dales and fjords, so that keeps us busy too. Yeah. So if, if people want to find your horses, and how, where do they go? Oh, right to Fredonia, New York, at Windy Creek Farm. Windy Creek Farm. Yeah. Okay, do you have a website? No, we don't have a website. Do you no. have social media? Uh, no, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Or we always like to tell everyone, get that 716-410 ride. That's our number. <laughs> okay, now that, that is an important thing because this is a popular animal, and it's my understanding that right now the search is on for... Yeah. 
for cults and for fools and for, right. for anything relating to a Suffolk punch because these are people are starting to understand what a great force this is. Yeah, right. they are. They're right. wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so one more time. Okay, call 716-410-RIDE, Windy Creek Farm, Brewing, New York. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe. This is how we keep going. And please ask your friends to join us. Please also feel free to post any comments or questions to our social media sites. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Backyard Green Films. Thanks again for listening. We love to bring you this podcast every week. We visit places all across the country and even a few places outside the U.S. We'd love to keep doing this as long as we can, but holy cow, gas is expensive. So, we've started up a Patreon account. If you'd like to help be a part of the stories you hear, we'd love your support, feedback, and suggestions. If you'd like to make that financial support, please follow the Patreon links in our podcast intro for more information. Every little bit is another mile we can put on the road to bring you the conversations we hope you enjoy. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. We'd like to thank Paul and Darlene for speaking with us today, and the rest of the folks at the North American Suffolk Horse Association's annual gathering. We'll just call them the Punchers. If you'd like more information, please visit the North American Suffolk Horse Association or Windy Creek Farms. We'll see you next week with another adventure. You have been listening to Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Please tune in for more upcoming episodes from our travels. I'm Rick Bowman, your behind-the-scenes editor. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Backyard Green Films Productions, All Rights Reserved. Copyright 2022.